Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Footy. Some weeks of footy are good, some weeks of footy are bad, some weeks of footy are ugly, and this was an ugly week. We all, it's a a roast trinity, it's a roast trinity, but as we were taking the roast out of the oven, we dropped it on the fucking floor. (laughs) We've burnt the potatoes a bit, and the gravy hasn't quite mixed together very well. There's a bit of powder in our gravy still. This was the my younger brother of uh, football rounds, I think. Just an (laughs) ugly motherfucker. (laughs) Do you know what I love is you can say that and there'll be no consequences because he refuses to listen to this show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, round eight is the uh, inaugural onion head round and it was <laughs> fucked. A lot of close games, a lot of dog shit games, a lot of bad weather that resulted in some even more dog shit games and a lot of teams not putting other teams away. The weather on the the, the, the Freo Geelong game was some of the worst weather I've seen. There were so many shots of them just standing waiting for the ball to be bounced where it looks like all the players on the field wanted to die. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Alistair Lynch cracked the shits whilst doing boundary riding at one point and went and sat in the stands. He was sick of getting rained on. I respect it so much. <laughs> oh, what a fucking legend. Can I say, there's, there was a lot of Fox footy. Fox footy, and in particular, Hutto, who I'm a big fan of, he's got this weird thing about umbrellas. Anytime he sees an umbrella used, he likes to mention that there's an umbrella. Like, they did a cross to Sam Walsh after the... Um, the Carlton North game, and it was pissing rain during the, the cross. And Walsh had an umbrella. And they're like, oh, he's got the umbrella out. It's like, well, yeah, it's fucking raining. Like, <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Like, oh, but, he, you know, yes, he's been running around playing football for a bit, but now he's not. He's standing there. and the, He doesn't – there's a fucking respiratory illness affecting people. He's not going to get a cold or the flu and then get fucking COVID, you idiot. Let him have the umbrella. <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned Fox footy commentary just up top because – uh this was the first game in a couple of weeks where Essendon weren't on free-to-air TV, which meant that I was watching the Fox commentary team. Uh, like, I And I'd watched other games with Fox commentary, but I was paying way more attention to this one, obviously. They make those cunts at Channel 7 seem like the biggest fucking dumb cunts in the world. 
the level of commentary, like the talent of the commentary teams is just wildly different. Makes me sick. Uh, Channel 7, fuck you. <laughs> it's incredible too that like even, even Fox Footy's worst commentators are light years ahead of Channel 7's mid-tier commentators. Yeah. Who are Fox's worst? And why is it Jared Healy? Jared Healy. (laughs) And look, I'd still take Jared Healy over anyone at seven. Jared Healy is the most old man cunt in the world, and I'm fucking sick of him. He just (laughs) frothed over Melbourne. The entire game, he was like just cheerleading for Melbourne. And it's like, fuck off, Jared. And learn how to say Hugh McCluggage's name properly. There's so many of them at Fox Footy. I'm sick of it. Now, actually, it's just Jared and Dwayne Russell. They say McGluggage. They don't. Oh, they, no, see, they I don't love Dwayne Russell, scene. though. No, but Tom, he says McGluggage. He's a fucking yeah, moron. Right. He's got to fix that. But, Sean, are you prepared He's to let him say McGluggage? He's got two C's in his name, Tom. I'm sick of it. If you get an O baby really every now and again. Nah, I don't care. McGlug- every time I hear McGluggage, I want to just rip my eyeballs out and kill myself. I'm sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, speaking oh, of man. fucking the Fox footy team, fucking, if I hear, if I heard one more motherfucker in the Fox commentary team, I know I just complimented them, but those pricks keep fucking being like, oh, in the Essendon Adelaide game, being like, oh, I can oh, I yeah. smell a bit of an upset. Cut! David King. Shut up! He said David it in the King first was doing quarter. That- it was uh- the first quarter and he was like... Boys, I'm uh, I'm smelling an upset, and it's like the game is so far away from being decided. Shut up, cunt! And then he said it like twenty five more times. Sean, I was ready to break his nose. He's a fuckwit too. Won't be smelling anything Uh, else ever again. I hate the cunt. But but again, but again, (laughs) David King, who is again bottom tier Fox, still higher than the bottom to middle tier of Channel Seven. Absolutely, I would listen to the Fox commentary team. Although it was, they were talking about the play, Tom. I didn't know what to do. Oh, the special comments actually providing insightful commentary mm, about where they should comments. be setting up and mm. what this person's doing. Like they're into the the Freo game especially Pavlich, and then I think it might have been was Jonathan Brown commentator. No, he wouldn't have been because he would have been on on the couch afterwards. It was Pavlich and another another ex player from like not too long ago just talking about structural things that are just like that does not exist on Channel Seven. On Channel Tom. Seven, it's just BT being like. <laughs> I'm gonna just remember when I punched an umpire. <laughs> Tom Pavlich. Yep. Also got a bone to pick with him. Oh, oh, fucking Brad. Close. Oh, when he he wouldn't he wouldn't get behind his old team. No, 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 no. When that's fine. That's funny. I mean, he's a big fucking TC, but it's funny. No, every time Brad Close did anything, he was like, "Oh yeah, that reminds me of my first game when I kicked uh, my first goal in the first fifty seconds of the game." Oh, I didn't. No, no, I've I've got to give no, I've got to give Pavlich the benefit of the doubt there because that actually wasn't his fault. Anthony Hudson actually brought that up, and then Pavlich said, "Yes, that that is very similar to my first goal, which I kicked in the first fifty seconds." And they kept going back to him about it. Dog, absolute dog. And you know what? We knew that Pavlich was a dog. We know that he's not what? a good bloke because he hasn't won a flag. Because <laughs> if he was a good bloke, <laughs> he would have won a flag. And if he wants to be a good bloke, he'll I- come out of retirement and he'll win a flag. <laughs> Can I just say, I don't think our good bloke test fits necessarily and there needs to be some wiggle room because Wayne Carey's got two. Oh, no, no, no. If you win a flag, you're not necessarily a good bloke. You just can't be a yeah. good bloke if you haven't won a flag. There's plenty of fucking bad blokes that have a flag. No, this is good. This is good. Mm. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for yeah. clearing that up. I'm Wayne glad. Carey can get <laughs> fucked times like 100. I'll kill the cunt. 
He should hand over his two medals to an actual good bloke and make yeah. another good bloke. Fuck yeah, dog. Billy Brownless. Yes, <laughs> or someone else. <laughs> Robert right. Harvey. Yeah, fucking Nick Rewald. Like Although that. apparently he's confirmed bad bloke. Well, not bad bloke. He's just uh, I can't remember. Someone emailed us saying something about him being a sook or something in real life. I think I saw that email. I think that he was rude to that person's mum. So yeah, oh, bad bloke. What the fuck? For Nick Rewald hates mums. Hates winning <laughs> flags. Hates mums, hates charity. We've confirmed that on the show before. (laughs) What was the charity thing? Remember when they were playing in a Good Friday game and every goal between North Melbourne and St Kilda was like $1,000 to the Good Friday appeal. And I think (laughs) neither of them kicked like more than three goals to half time. (laughs) (laughs) What a dog. Yeah. Well, we know it doesn't have a flag, so we should should not be surprised by this. Anyway. Shouldn't be surprised. Commentary team aside... Let's get into this week of footy that just passed because we we are recording this on the eve of the festival of footy kicking off. So we have a fuckload of shit. Festival to get Footy through. Eve. Yeah, we got a fuckload of shit to get through just before this episode can end, and I got to edit. It's all happening, so we got to get through it quick. Right, first game of this round. Have the royalties ju- come through yet? No, I uh, just checked the oh. How Goods Footy bank account, and uh, Gil has not uh, sent us a. Check for that, even though we clearly pitched it in How Good's Footy. Guys, he must be giving us tickets to the grand final for the next 10 years. That'll be that'll be what it is. Yeah, be better than surely. <laughs> You're going to give us a footy team. Yeah. <laughs> or, look, at this point, I'll fucking settle for him just to wear a suit that fucking fits that piece of shit. <laughs> Same goes for all the... F- Fox footy didn't fix the problem either. They all wear fucking ill-fitting, stupid suits as well. Can't... Anyway... First game was Gold Coast took on Western Bulldogs. Western Bulldogs won, and this kind of set the tone for the rest of the fucking round because Dogs kicked a couple of goals early in the second quarter, uh, last quarter. Suns kicked one back. Then nothing happened for the last 10 minutes, and it was just really tense, and Western Bulldogs won by five points. Oh, and there were so many opportunities for Gold Coast to win. Rankin took that huge mark, could have kicked a goal to level the scores. Then Billy Gowers, running into the open 50 under 30 seconds left, kicks it straight down the throat (laughs) of a Gold Coast defender. And if it wasn't for the bond, they were in trouble. Just on Billy Gowers, could I read out an email that we got specifically about him? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, why not? This is from friend of the show, Matt Smolin, who's a Bulldogs fan. (laughs) Howdy. Also, I should point out that when I went to the footy with Matt last year out to Ballarat, he fucking hated Billy Gowers the whole game. He despises (laughs) the man. It's it's good. You love to see it. Howdy, illustrious footballing lecturers. I write this after witnessing a miracle. How the Western Bulldogs won a game of football with a human potato Billy Gowers playing for them is clearly the sign of us entering the end times. Not only does the spud shank an almost game-ending kick in the dying seconds, but he got a game over the likes of Dixon, Shacky, and McLean. As a sign of protest, I refuse to eat any potato-based foods until the dogs decide to reduce their carb load up forward. He's slow, he's shit, he's useless. That Caleb Daniel, though, what a snack. Oh, uh, what a snack just cracked me up so much, man. Well, I mean, he's right, though. Caleb Daniel right now, like, the Bond's great and all this kind of stuff, but Caleb Daniel right now, like, in that game against the Gold Coast, he was the architect of all of their good passes to play off that back line. Like, he's a gun for a guy who is the size of a small bird. 
<laughs> I reckon an emperor penguin would tower over Caleb Daniel. I'd love to see that. Beverage, get it, get get one of those like you know when they get like animals like charts. I'd love to see uh, just a little <laughs> chart of Caleb Daniel in relation to just different animals. <laughs> Fuck, but yeah, dogs looking pretty good. Hard to get a read They're on them based okay. on this game. Yeah. It's a bit like every team this year. It's hard to get a read on fucking anyone. Well, yeah, because everyone's playing in the fucking wet every day. Uh, There's games every day and everyone's losing games they should win and people are winning games that you've not expected them to win and tips are fucked and everything's fucked. 2020. It is. It's fucked. It is. Next game. (laughs) Next game. Another game where a team tried their best to fuck it whilst the other team tried their best to fuck it. GWS beat Richmond... Richmond really fucking came for them, but then couldn't kick a fucking goal in the last quarter. The stupid fucks. <laughs> they tried hard, but uh, they also didn't have the one thing that the Giants have, and that is Toby Green. Yeah. They have Dusty. Dusty probably could have kicked a goal in the last quarter. He's not Toby Green. Well, yeah, he's not Ooh. kicking five goals straight. That's for sure. Correct. He's also like, Green's got, what, five years on Dusty in age? Like, you know, Green's going to get better too. Like... Mm. Like, here's the thing. Green's one of those players that he can go into the middle, and then when he gets older, so when he, like, hits his 30s, he'll just be playing as a cheeky small forward, just dropping people. Mm. Yeah, but Green um, Green could be the best player of all time. He could also murder someone tomorrow and go to jail forever. <laughs> like, I just don't know. He's unpredictable. Yeah. He just, you, you just know, like, he'll rock up next week to the game just full Hannibal Lecter wearing another player's face. <laughs> yeah. There's also a big chance that he just, like, Kicks up another player's head just clean off in the middle of a match. People will talk about yeah. it forever, but yeah, decapitation. Kicks the player's the head off from the Four boundary and it goes through the goals. Yeah. They counted as six points, Tom, obviously. Uh, but it's They counted as 12. The degree of difficulty of kicking a head off and through the goals? No, they'll be down by 100 points and he'll do that and I'll go, yeah, you guys win. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Well, because they'll be scared. The umpires will be scared to see what happens to them if they say the Giants don't win. Man, imagine if he did to raise a ray. He'd win the I brown <laughs> I'd give him the brown though. He can <laughs> have a Norm Smith. Yeah, fuck it. He doesn't even need to play in the grand he- final. I'll give him the Norm Smith. I've just re- <laughs> I've just realized, <laughs> looking at these first four games on the fixture, that all these games were decided by two kicks. Yeah. Do you guys remember at the start of the round when I pointed out someone in the Herald Sun tipping who tipped like nail biters every game and I made so much fun of him. I was like, what a fuckwit. And then it nearly happened. He looks like a genius now. Yeah, six out of nine games were decided by less than two kicks. It's fucked. Uh, <sighs> Madness. Yeah. Next game, decided by less than two kicks. Yeah, North took on Carlton. Carlton won by seven points. North, kind of in the same situation as Adelaide now, where they look like dog shit, but maybe they're actually all right and they've just been unlucky, but they also could just be dog shit. It's kind of hard to tell. They're either dog shit or unlucky. I mean, they've got injuries aplenty as well. Yeah. But Tom, so does everyone. It's true. True. Did you see that story too, just while we're on Carlton, about how Jack Martin is like the fourth highest paid AFL player? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, yeah, they front loaded the shit out of it to get him out of yeah. it. Because you know how yeah. they couldn't do the trade. So then he was going to go in the preseason draft so anyone could get him. So they just put his they put his price so high that no one else would touch him, basically. But he's been yeah. fucked by that because um, all the contracts have been slashed this year because of what's happened with the pandemic. So he's not getting as much as what's written in the paper. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. 
I this is speculation about speculation, but I believe that a lot of this investigation about how much players are getting played is just speculation. Um cuz Oh yeah, it's price ranges. It's not they yeah. don't give a firm dollar amount. They're like 1.8 to $900,000. So it's somewhere between 1.8 million and 900k. It's like yeah. yeah, that's a big number. That's double. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh don't trust that list too much because yeah, I love how they call it an investigation, but it's like the club like who are you paid- asking because the clubs won't give you that information. So they're just guessing. The, Dangerfield they- came out today and sort of was not happy about it. He was like, "Yeah, like, you know, don't believe everything you read." Yeah. Well, cuz I know I'm pretty sure he's not on that much money anymore. I'm pretty sure his deal was front loaded as well. Mm. Like I guarantee he'd probably be the highest paid player at Geelong, but it wouldn't be by that much. I wouldn't have thought. Mm. Again, North Melbourne, plenty of chances to win it. Fucked it. Well, they had the big one. Did you see this? The free kick reversal on the siren. Oh, yeah. In the third quarter. Would have given them the lead going into the the fourth quarter or the quarter time, halftime break. Yeah. If I played for North Melbourne, I would be beating the shit out of Jared Pittard because he cost them the game twice. He did something really fucking stupid in the last quarter as well. I can't remember what it was, but it was fucked. He also kicked a pretty fucked goal, too. Not enough. He has a no, stupid face. No. Yeah, and dumb hair. That bleach blonde hair makes him a target for my bullying. Yeah. That 100-meter penalty didn't do them any favors, either. Oh, no, that was filth. <laughs> um, yeah. North Melbourne, maybe they could have won that, but Jared Pittard's in their team, so maybe they fucked it by selecting him. It's hard to say. Jasper. Oh, is it Jasper? It matter, it was Jared. Who cares? No. Yeah. Jay Pittard. Who cares? <laughs> He's irrelevant. His team's irrelevant. It's sad. It's sad to see. <laughs> Next game. Jasper. <clears throat> Jasper Pittard. Get a real name. Jared. That's a better name. I think I was thinking of Jared Pollard. Is, are we officially renaming him on this show from here on out? Yeah. Tom, I don't plan on ever talking about him again on this show. <laughs> All right. So next game was, again... A fucking another game where a team could have won, but the other team cooked it because they're fucking idiots. And that was, uh, yeah, Sydney beat Hawthorne, but Hawthorne kicked like 35 behinds in the last quarter, basically. They kicked one goal, one goal five. Can we talk about the most insane man in football, which is Dane Rampey, climbing goalposts, being <laughs> the weirdest fucking person in the world, played the game with a broken hand and was like fucking Superman. Like that's yeah. some, that was some Captain America facing Thanos kind of shit. <laughs> Running back to <laughs> spoil a ball on the line with, with your wrong your... hand yeah. in the dying seconds. That's fucking wild. I'd just like to take this time to formally apologize to Dane Rampey. I got really angry about Sydney when he climbed the goalpost, but I realized that it's actually Tom Papley that I fucking hate. And Dane Rampey seems like a great bloke. So I hope that Dane accepts my He's apology. He's got good hair and a good mustache. And well I hope that job. Tom Papley dies. Well done. It takes that's I'm proud of you. It takes a big man to uh, admit where he was wrong yeah. and then double down with a big thing that is correct. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this was crazy. Like and then again, Clarkson doing what Clarkson does best when his team's not going well, blaming everyone else. I <laughs> let's just quickly while we're on this game talk about that passage of play. Cause it had moments that I really liked. It had moments that made me so angry at Tom Papley. 
And it was just like the most fucked minute of football. So <laughs> Papley kicks it like Papley takes a kind of dirty mark. Like dirty in the sense of like he didn't do anything wrong. It was just like there was a bit of like rough and tumble with it. So he kicks a goal, then immediately pushes the defender to celebrate. The defender pushes him back. He gets a free kick. He then pushes the defender back, and the free kick should have been reversed immediately, but it wasn't. So he then kicks he a second. Someone else came in. No, oh, that's someone right. else did. Yeah, yeah, he was on the ground. Yeah, yeah that's it should right. have been. It should have been reversed again. Like it was a bad. It was just bad umpiring. Um. Anyway, so then Papley kicks his second goal. Um. He put. Probably the most amount of mayo on falling over when he got pushed because he was milking that push because he, oh yeah, like oh yeah, and this this comes into Clarko's thing, but look, from where we were sitting watching it on TV, it was very obvious that he the moment he got pushed, his eyes just lit up and he was like, "We're on here." Hit the deck harder than anyone. <laughs> I've ever been hit pushed the deck. over in the goal square. Are you- <laughs> <laughs> it was Tom Papley's Christmas. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm with Clark. Dusha, can I, can I then, make a bold statement? But then, no, yeah. not yet, Tom. Because he kicks okay, his second sorry. goal in the space of 35 seconds, then lets the defender know about it, and as the team's setting up again, he's just trotting out of the forward 50, still just yelling at the Hawthorne defender. Just like, caught up until the ball up, he was still just giving it to Hawthorne. And that was the part I liked. <laughs> Let him know. Fuck Hawthorne. But also, fuck you, Tom Papley. I'm very conflicted about this. Pull your head in. I'm about to make you more conflicted, Dusha. Because you know where Tom Papley would fit right in? No, he wouldn't, Tom. His head is far too annoying. Are you sure he wouldn't be a perfect fit at the cardiac cunts, Joel? (laughs) Tom, Tom, he wouldn't. Can you imagine him and Jake Stringer in a room together? They'll both fucking kill each other. Yeah, I can, actually. I can imagine it easily. Just punching people, kicking goals. Nah. Stringer knows he's a dog, and I think that's the difference. Where Papley, Papley knows he's a dog. Papley doesn't seem like he nah. thinks he's a dog. I think Papley's like, oh, what? Papley has a bit of the to- uh, Toby Green about him, where he's like, oh, I'm so hard done by, even though <laughs> I'm kicking people in the head. <laughs> no, no, no. Toby Green absolutely knows he's the villain. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, um, Papley is Hayden Ballantyne. Yeah, but Ballantyne knew he was the villain. Yeah, Papley just hasn't reached that point yet. He's still in his origin story. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but when he wins a Coleman, being the biggest villain in the AFL, that's his that's his pinnacle. That's his origin story. He won't win the Coleman. And then he leaves Sydney to go play for Carlton. Oh, so, then he will be a, a huge villain. Yeah. Fuck, I hate Carlton. It's funny, I hate Carlton so much and they're not even good again yet. You know when you feel sorry for a shit team? <laughs> <laughs> they've already they've already spent their tickets. They've won a few games, and I'm sick of it. Well, yeah. So you feel bad for a shit team, but like if Adelaide start winning games, I will be so angry. I want them to be def- like winless for three years. I feel bad for their fans and fans of this show that like Adelaide, but I feel zero sympathy for that club. I hope they are winless for three years. I hope they break records. Wow. I hope they don't fucking kick a goal for the rest of the season. Just see how oh. talk has turned to. Will they get a priority pick? And it's like, that's not how it works. You've got to be shit for years. Yeah. Not just one yes. bad year. Don't worry, you will get one. But not <laughs> yeah, just wait two years. Uh, at the end of that at the end of that fourth year without a single win or goal yeah. scored, you'll get a priority <laughs> pick. You'll get a priority oh, pick, which will go to Port Adelaide because by that stage you'll have merged into one mm. South Australian super club. Yeah. Can you imagine if they didn't win a game for four years, how stressful it would be every <laughs> week for the team that's playing them? <laughs> oh, 
You don't want to be. You oh. don't want to be the team. <laughs> it's it's more stressful playing the winless Adelaide Crows than if you were facing off the top of the table team that's winning yeah. by hundred points every week. Yeah. <laughs> um. Just before we move on to the next game, back with Sydney and Papley in particular, a uh, friend of the show, Gemma, uh, retweeted someone on Twitter. I don't remember the original account. I'm sorry. This is bad journalism, but you can find it on Gemma's Twitter page, which was- <laughs> We don't do facts. We're, yeah. we're, we're idiots. We're just angry. This is on brand for fiery. us. Fiery. Uh, this is how good's footy yet. I've called, I think, like 17 different people this episode cunts already. Anyway- Gemma retweeted a tweet that was like, if Tom Papley didn't play for Sydney, I would hate him, but he does, so I swear to protect him with my whole life, or something along those lines. And I was like, <laughs> I get that. I understand that. Yeah. And yeah. that he, checks out. He doesn't play for Essendon, so he can fuck off. But if he did. Yes. And if he did, Tom, I would take all of this back. There'd be a second apology. He'll get a rampy style apology. I'd be like, Tom, I'm so sorry. Uh, you're actually. You're not a dog. I'm the dog. You're a great bloke. I love when you kick six. Uh, enjoy the Coleman. Essendon love to have you, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, first convincing win of the weekend, and it was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, this was huge. Uh, St. Kilda beat Port Adelaide, which has sent football journalism into a tailspin. Everyone's writing oh. as many fucking articles they can about Port Adelaide being dog shit, even though they're still top of the table. Can can we also address the fact that there was an someone posted a screenshot on Twitter today? It was fantastic of an article from SEN and Gary Lyons on the twenty second of July, saying that the Saints were a good team, but they're not going to challenge anyone for the flag. And then on the twenty seventh of July, the Gary Lyons on the same program saying the Saints are going all the way. <laughs> <laughs> like this was a this was a great win for them. I mean, against a team going back home to South Australia in front of a crowd. It's on top of the ladder. And they didn't just oh. win. They fucking pantsed him in the last quarter. Tom, one thing that Adelaide Oval hosting some football and letting fans in has reminded me is how much I fucking cannot stand Adelaide fans. Whew. I think that we should ban fans from the Adelaide Oval every game for the rest of the year. Forever. Every other stadium in Australia can have crowds. Adelaide not allowed. I'd like to push the, the entire state out into the ocean and be done with it. <laughs> Just cut it out. Get Vossi out cut of there out. before you do it. Don't worry, mate. He'll, he'll survive. Oh, he'll, I, jump, he'll jump across. Hey, Tom, are you telling me that if you, dropped, yeah. you, if you dropped Michael Voss in the ocean, you don't think he would swim to shore with ease? He wouldn't swim, Joel. <laughs> if you drop Michael Voss in the ocean, every shark would become endangered. No, 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 no. The minute he hits the water... He just walks back, Sean? <laughs> every shark is now yeah. classified as an endangered species. Tom shuts the fuck up. He walks on water, Tom, all right? <laughs> um, can I talk about the best stat ever? Yep, yes. and then I'm going to... So, uh, so you talk about the best stat ever, and then I'm going to break tradition a little bit, because we've got a lot of St. Kilda emails, and we'll just get them all out here. So, good on you, Saints. So, they kicked 12 goals, one... Fucking wild, considering yep. that their accuracy in front of goal last year was their big issue. They were kicking like seven mm. fifteen and stuff like that. Oh, we'll, we'll get twelve to goals one that are still struggling with that in a second because Jesus Christ, <laughs> twelve goals one, which is the first, uh, the third time a team has kicked one behind and won a game, mm. and the first time since round six nineteen hundred. <laughs> Fucking hell! So Tom. Uh, if you work it out in percentages of accurate kicking, uh, this is still the most accurate performance of all time. It's like 92% or 
or something like that. Uh, the previous team uh, kicked 18 goals too, and that worked out to exactly 90%. So this pipped that for top spot. The previous team with the accurate kicking, yeah, it was St. Kildare. Wow. They broke their that's, own record. That's phenomenal. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan. So here's uh, some of our fired up St. Kilda supporter fans. Because, look, they have been in the shit for a couple of years, so they should soak in these wins. And based on these emails, they absolutely are. So this first one's from Jake. Subject, the view from space. Boys, it's pretty fucking good up here. Loving the view. If the Saints could keep playing like this, I'm in real danger of having a cold head and I've never been more excited. Good luck with the rest of the week. I sincerely hope this email doesn't age badly after your games. Fuck, what a time to be alive. Kisses, Jake, hashtag Saints2020. And uh, Jake also shared a photo of him in his Saints shirt in front of uh, the TV with the final scores. And he looks fucking happy. Man, that's incredible. Uh, that uh, Jake Carlisle was able to win the game and then get in front of a TV and email us. That's that's phenomenal work from Jake Carlisle there. So this next email is Jomo, who is also a fired up Saints supporter, and he's actually celebrating two things with this email. Boys, how good are my Saints? Not only did we crush Adelaide's version of the Magpies, but I also noticed a slide up the tipping rankings. It's getting dizzy this high up the ladder. Tim Embry getting the most miraculous goal of the year in his 100th game, along with Dougal and Patty getting revenge on their forward team, makes tonight a sweet, sweet time. Now, Jomo sent this email early in the round. Uh, he's actually equal first in tipping now. He has fucking flown up the ladder because he had a perfect round. Man, do you get a reward of some kind when you get a perfect round? Uh, <laughs> Tom, there's a bonus point. You're well aware of it. I'm well aware of it. Oh, oh, that's good. That's good. Shame if someone changed the rules mid-comp. <laughs> we'll get to that later, Tom. So, Jomo starts celebrating and just lets us know which tips he needed to come off uh, to enjoy a perfect round, and they all did. So, he'll be having a roast to celebrate his win and hopefully wins for the Howgood's footy family. And he signs off, yours from Football Heaven, Jomo. Now, the last St. Kilda email we have is uh, both a celebration and an apology. And this is from Joe. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. I'm preemptively thanking you for, I'm assuming you're apologizing to me. Lads, apology for my last hysterical email. I handed myself a one-week ban from emails to call off, but can now say <laughs> I am okay. Seb Ross, however, <laughs> does remain dead to me. What's a better for what's a better cure for a broken heart than beating both Adelaide sides in five days at a ground you've never won before? Fucking ripper. There was some vigorous fist pumping in the house tonight, so much in fact that I accidentally punched the cat in the face because I didn't realize he was sat behind me on the back of the couch. <laughs> He's fine, by the way, I, but I expect he'll probably have a retaliation. <laughs> he'll probably have a piss in my shoe as retaliation later. Fair call, really. Oh. Our backline was all class. Ryder in the ruck was a masterclass. Uh, and Clark's really finding his groove. And holy fuck, that stupid lucky goal from Tim Membry in his 100th game was just the icing on the cake. My dog shit club are now forgiven, except for Seb Ross. And I can't wait to be at the Gabba next week with my Swans fan mate and finally have a nice cold beer in hand. Up the Saints, and may we all taste roast this week. Josie. <laughs> oh, uh, Josie. Get, I've never heard of anyone getting so excited by a football game they punch a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I'm also a big fan of that she um, 
self-reported and banned herself from emails for one week. I like the idea of an email ban. I'd like to ban some people. (laughs) Taking yourself to the MRO. (laughs) A few people should uh, follow in those footsteps. Right. right. Uh, Well, the next game is... Fuck. It's the worst win I've had all year by a substantial margin. Essendon beat Adelaide by three points, and I reckon I had 35 heart attacks, and (laughs) I was ready to quit footy at points. It was fucked. Um, Essendon really, 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 really need to tidy up their kicking, because we had so much of the ball and did fuck all with it. And yeah, sure, this is probably a consequence of the fact we have no tall forwards and pretty much no forward line at the moment. But fucking hell, just do you know how good a mark in our forward 50 would feel? At one point, I think in the second <laughs> quarter, we'd taken one mark inside 50. Essendon <laughs> are trying to kill me. And I get, I get it that we play Chaos Woody pretty well. And the commentators pointed it out a bunch that when the ball hit the ground in Essendon's forward 50, that's when Essendon looked the most dangerous. But also sometimes that just results in a ball up that just goes straight back the other way. And everyone's in our forward 50. So if you clear the ball really quick, oh, fuck, we got no players. Um, Must be happy with Tipper, though. Yeah, Tipper played well. He looks so dangerous every time the ball came near him. Oh, yeah. He, um, he kicked two goals, but... Look, there was points where it looked like he was going to kick fucking 30. And Ned Cahill finally kicked his first goal and celebrated by not only one, but two celebratory dances. <laughs> I love that. I'm a big fan of that. Also, I'm confused to how to pronounce his name because uh, Cahill would be how I say it, but commentators keep saying Cahill. So, Ned. Really? Yeah. Fox 40, mate. It's calling Big Ned. Seven. Both have done it. That's why I'm As confused. Fox. Interesting. Mm. Anyway, so the, maybe um, maybe it's pronounced that way. Yeah, I would say so. But like the, the only the only outlier here is you, Joel. Well, I know people with <laughs> that. Let's tweet last the club. Name. Yeah, tweet the bombers. Because like Tim Cahill, the Socceroos player, that's Cahill. People I know in real yeah. life that have the same last name, that's Cahill. Ned, let us know. Also. His first goal was fucked, which was good, but also it relieved a lot of pressure because he hadn't kicked a goal uh, in the last game, even though he played up forward against the Dogs. And he clearly was feeling the pressure of everyone's first goal of recent being fucked because he was trying to take like cheeky shots from fucking, or just trying to make a lot of a lot out of nothing. And he was just blessed with an opportunity where he was able to, like, fucking run in and fucking toe poke a goal that he created through his own pressure anyway. And it was it was fucked. Yeah, so did a dance with Redman and then did a solo dance all amongst the same celebration. The whole team got around him. He then kicked another goal later on. The camera lingered on him for ages, hoping that he would dance again. He didn't dance again. He, he knew he had work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was good. Uh, Laverde fucked his ankle. Uh, so he's out for six to eight weeks. Uh, Langford, who also kicked out other goals for the game, got reported. So, yeah, I don't think we got any players for next week. Uh, we'll get to it later, but we're playing Brisbane in the Haugas Footy Cup. And, yeah, usually I'd be worried about winning a game, but now I'm con- genuinely concerned we're not going to kick a single goal. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Fuck you, Sean. Um, yeah, uh, it was one of the worst wins I've ever seen, and it was frustrating because Adelaide weren't playing bad, and that made me angry because Essendon have this habit of lifting shithouse teams and making them play really well. 
Because Adelaide, apart from that, they also had the same problem as us. Is once the ball got into their forward 50, unless they were like running it in, they kind of struggled to do anything with it. And there was so many intercept marks by um, the Essendon defenders. Hurley saved the fucking game. And Tex, again, another fucking game where a bad decision by a player determined the impact of a game. Tex, running into the open 50, passed it, fucked, and then the player kicked two, fucked it, and they would have won if they kicked that goal. But probably just another, like, another more evidence of Tex making poor decisions. How insulting is it when your team is playing Adelaide and Tex Walker kicks a goal? It just hurts. Oh, I hate it. Especially because Tex was fucking playing well. He was fucking applying pressure. Yeah, he looked good early. Yeah, it was fucking shit is what it was. Anyway, Essendon won. We got the points. We lost two more players. Was it worth it? Yes, because I would kill myself if we lost to Adelaide. I'm just sick of being the fucking club. Look, it's been a big... I'm making a lot of threats both to players, clubs, commentators, myself. It's been a big week. Footy's been stressful. Festival of footy's amongst us. Essendon have no players. We have to play like fucking 20 games in the space of four weeks. It's a lot. I'm like borderline melting down. And I apologize, listeners. This is Haggard's footy. And you don't come for uh, explosive anger. You come for enthusiasm. But there's just not much out of me at the moment, okay? I'm sorry. I mean, that's an overlap for you every day of the week is explosive anger and enthusiasm. The Venn diagram of that for Joel Dush is a circle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what? That game was stressful as shit to watch. But then I was shit up immediately when West Coast absolutely tore apart Collingwood. To the point where Collingwood will never be respected in the AFL again. That's how big of a win it was. <laughs> I loved it so much. And, uh, you know, they did that thing that they they love to do where they, 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 they kicked four goals in the uh, first quarter. And uh, then they kicked... Oh, how many how many goals did they kick after quarter time, boys? I think... Ah, uh, oh, they kicked two. Was it one? After quarter time. And uh, they kicked two to 16. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, yeah, they, they did exactly the same thing against Essendon, except Essendon didn't kick 16 goals after that. For premiership favourites, you sure fucking hate kicking goals. Hey, you stupid cunts. I hope Eddie Maguire dies. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they all die. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> Imagine playing Kennedy um, back into that sort of form. Like, this is, like, all week we heard about the, how the, the, the Collingwood backline is the best backline in the comp, and then Kennedy kicks seven goals on them. <laughs> and he had so much space. Like, he had so much space the whole game. Uh, West Coast also play, like kicked incredibly straight, 18 goals, three. Uh, that scoreline is something that I can only dream of. That's the dream. It's also the highest score of the season. <sighs> Shortened quarters, Fuck. West Coast yeah, were like- I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad uh, West Coast have come back into form the week before we play them. That's really good. <laughs> All right, Tom, don't worry about it. That's I'm right, sure- Tom, You never had a chance anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh... Now, Sean, uh, so Sunday was a bad day for Haggard's footy, uh, a day of filthy wins, and Brisbane got the win. They got yeah. the four points, Sean, but how did it feel? Yeah, I hated it. No, it felt shit. I hated it. You get to the end of the game, the siren goes, there is relief, and it is great because, Joel, as you and I know, Tom's forgotten this long ago, mm. any win is precious. Oh, yes. It feels good to win. <laughs> yeah. But- um, At uh, what cost? Just angry. Yeah. Because certainly in the second quarter, Brisbane dominated- and they're doing this in games. They're dominating a period of time and not <clears throat> not putting it on the scoreboard. 
And it's going to kill them eventually. Well, because can't keep uh, can't keep doing what they're doing. They need no. to kick straight. They need to dominate. Sean, it's, yeah, it's fucking stressful. Maybe the Essendon Brisbane game next week will be the most fucked game of footy in the world because it'll be like Essendon first be. quarter will have fucking a hundred more touches <laughs> in Brisbane, but will have kicked one goal two to Brisbane's one behind. Then the f- yep. fucking next quarter Brisbane will dominate and kick fucking two goals seven. Essendon will kick like one yep. goal two, and then all of a sudden neither team is put away. <sighs> yep. Fucking then, then it'll be a draw. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll yeah, you'll both kick like eight goals in the last quarter for a draw. Yeah. Uh it'll be a draw, but fucking we'll both suffer f- uh, we'll have empty benches by the end of the game because we've got that many fucking injuries. Fucking just tip oh man. Tipper will like I accidentally this- knock over an umpire and get reported for two weeks. It'll be fucked. <laughs> I've said this a couple times. Brisbane can't win a premiership until Charlie Cameron can kick set shot goals. And the same goes for Hipwood. If like Brisbane just can't kick them. Hipwood's ones in the last quarter were like on the boundary, sort of tight angle. But that's kind of where he loves kicking them from. He needs to kick one of those. We had so many chances to just put Melbourne away and we didn't. Yeah. And like Hugh McCluggage had it 15. He had it in the Sean Carney zone. He was 15 metres out straight in front. <laughs> and he kicked it into the man. That got touched. It's just like, just kick the goal, mate. And Give me some relief. Sure. And Zorko gave away that shithouse 50 metre penalty. Nathan Jones, the fossil, kicked a goal. <laughs> Sean, Fuck. there was Just, yeah. the last two minutes. I thought that Brisbane had fucked it because Melbourne were just throwing everything at you, and they were breaking forward. Yeah. And there was one look, Brisbane won, but there was one fucking shit house umpiring call that yeah, oh, you fucking <clears throat> no, the fifty meter penalty, not so much. The fucking yeah, that was shit house. Yeah, oh, don't give me this. On fridge. I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sorry. I'm sick of hearing it. Um, a player marked the ball, and then Melbourne were playing on, and then they got called back for a score review, which it doesn't matter what point of the game it is, they do it. It was a delay from the field umpire. The goal umpire immediately wanted the review. The field umpire was delayed in calling it, and then you get all these Melbourne people, and you get all the Fox footy experts and Matty Lloyd chiming in with these down-the-ground footage. Look at all these players. Melbourne were out. They were out. And then you look at the footage, and they're surrounded by Brisbane. And it's like, A, they, Melbourne they, they had coast- one- Shut up, Tom. Melbourne haven't gone coast-to-coast <laughs> coast all fucking night, and you expect them to do it with the game on the line. They're idiots. They prove time and again that when they have a chance, they fuck it up anyway. So Melbourne weren't going to do anything. I'm so sick of Melbourne. I have a soft spot for them because my granddad barracked for them, and that's why I like them. But they're so fucking irrelevant as a football club. They're like North Melbourne. I'm just sick of it. Their fans are such sooks. Oh, we did. We were out. We were out. No, you weren't. What can you? What are you going to do? You're going to miss a target anyway, like you did the whole fucking game. Sick of <laughs> well, that's the thing. They had they had one player out, and it was Nathan Jones, and he was 150 meters away from the ball. So it needed to be two kicks to get to him, and the hope that Andrews didn't come across and shut him down. Two kicks, yeah, you're right, Tom. And from Nathan Jones, that's like four kicks because he can't fucking <laughs> kick the ball anymore. <laughs> love, I love you, Jones. Well, no, no, it was it was fuck. two kicks to get to Jones. Like there was there was he was out the backside of the, the forward half of the wing. I don't know if that's accurate, Tom. I think Jones was in the defensive fifty. I think he was the next option. I could be wrong. No, but know what? I'm going to back you. Yeah, thanks. I think you're right. <laughs> well, fuck because Melbourne. then right, so then right, so then they they complain about that moment, but then they get the moment again where they get the ball almost in their forward half, and Bailey Frisch gives away the shittest fifty by being oh, a, a smart dumb. ass. Yeah, he's a fuck. And then that's it. 
Like, just because Brisbane marked the ball there or get the free kick there doesn't mean that the ball was necessarily going to get down to Brisbane's scoring end. Yeah. There's no. still 30 seconds left. And then my man, Dan McStay, took a great mark and just went back yep. and milked the clock. I love Dan McStay, and I got in a fight with the. You fight your own sometimes. There was an old fuck yeah. Brisbane supporter on Facebook, and I got in a fight with him because he was. There's so many Brisbane fans rag on Daniel McStay because they expect him to be Buddy Franklin and kick six goals a game, and that's not his role. Yeah. He, oh, my God. He's a key forward, and he had six tackles on the weekend. He was awesome. The only thing he did wrong is that he missed two shots at goal. Who fucking cares? We won the game. He was a huge reason why that happened, and I will keep fighting these dickheads who think that he shouldn't be in the team. You should kill him, Sean. Unfortunately, he's out for good. two weeks now. Yeah, that's, that he'll is be back. <laughs> he'll be back I will, soon. I will kill them. Yeah, good. Um, I was looking good at- Good on you, Sean. So there was an injury report for Essendon on Facebook, speaking of fighting your own. And wow, Essendon fans, they're blaming everything. Our players are shit. They're not as tough as they used to be. Our new training facility is fucked because it's all ankle injuries and stuff like that. And then you've got other people being like, actually, they haven't trained there for weeks. What are you, the fuck are you talking about? But then there was one guy being like, finally, my chance to shine. Uh, I've dusted off the boots, boys. Just give me a call. Just need 14 days notice so I can quarantine. Looking forward for my big chance. I rate that guy. <laughs> That's was great. that guy's name Joel Dusha? Maybe it was. <laughs> my fake, like I've started a new Facebook account just to make comments like that. Right. Last game of was the it round. Mitch Brown? It was- <laughs> Hey, he holds the record for quickest first goal. It's good. Anyway. um, Juicy. Speaking of quick first goals. Yeah. Next game. Next game. Freer versus Geelong. And uh, Brad Close kicked a very, very quick first goal. And then Geelong. Brad Close uh, looking looking like my brother. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Why's he got a fresh cut? So Jacob's given himself a fresh cut. So Port Adelaide lost and my brother took it really well and has shaved a mullet into his head. Um, and it looks Respect. exactly like Brad Close's haircut mm. with the dirty mo and the kind of length to it. It's it's nice. I like Brad Close. <laughs> looked really good. He kicked a goal, had 14, 15 touches, a few tackles, wore the long sleeves. Big fan of him already. Big fan. Tom. Geelong won. But uh, this game was uh, gross as fuck. Yeah. So you sent us a message towards the back half of the third quarter where Frio had kicked their first goal of the game, and you said, we're in trouble, boys. I just want some clarification yeah, on how... Oh. What the fuck is wrong with you? Tom, um, I didn't watch this boys- game, but I saw those panicked messages from you, and then I looked at the score, and I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you should have kept them goalless. That would have been great. I'm pretty disappointed that you didn't. And it probably means I mean, me too. Closed. I mean, to be honest, what I wanted to do was I wanted to keep them... With about two minutes to go, they were still on their lowest ever score in history. And then you let them concede the and last goal And I wanted that game. margin. And then look at the last goal of the game. Um, no, look, I the, I think what happened is... You know who was commentating my game as well, Dusha? Who? Just a man who loves a bit of a sniff. Oh. And he was sniffing at half time. And then he started sniffing at three-quarter time. And he got in my head. Well, he got in my head with his fucking sniffing little, there's going to be an upset here, they're still in it, and um, they were never in it. They were garbage. They couldn't get the ball past halfway. This was an ugly, ugly win, it was also- but a 32-point win in the conditions that it was at Optus Stadium, that's a 10-goal win on a sunny, dry day. Uh, it looked like that the ground had been hit with a tidal wave. It was under an underwater game of football. It was it was fucked. Did you see some of the... There was, the, the best way to show how bad the rain was is they'd show the coach's box... 
and in the reflection of the glass, you could see the top of the um the dugout where the yep. players were sitting, and there was like just <laughs> a foot of water just sitting on top yep. of that. Like it was, it was insane. Um, so <laughs> to to do what we did in the wet, I'm pretty happy. Tommy, can I just point out? One thing we haven't discussed, and that is that we have achieved a very, very low energy roast trinity this week. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we mentioned it up top. Oh, did we? <laughs> there were some good things. Close kicking his goal was great. Um, I tell you what, I nearly got really excited because Colin Jasney has played ninety seven games and never kicked a goal, and he got given a really soft fifty that got him thirty out, and he absolutely fucking shanked it. Yeah, it was oh, one um, of the worst shots at goal I've ever which seen. Just killed me. Um. Brad Close could have had three goals. Yeah, but he didn't. He had a soccer that hit the post. He fell short with another one. I'm a big fan of him. I like him a lot. Yeah. Oh, um, wait. His soccer that hit you know, the post. And you know what I love, boys? Wait, Tom. Was it Brad Close that kicked the... Because, fuck, I, I blanked which team and which yeah. player it was. Yep. Was that the soccer Kicked off it off the ground, the ground and it hit the post. In the goal square? An open goal square? Yep. Yeah, that was bad. But first game, so that's right. Oh, uh, no. So there were two. How old's Brad Close? He's 21. He's a mature age recruit from South Australia. Is he related to Michael, who used to play for Brisbane? Uh, I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. Um, he someone, someone put out a really obscure stat that was that Brad Close has a better record than Michael Close does at Western Australia. I don't think Michael no, ever won enough. a game there. No, <laughs> and Brad's now won one. Um, the other great thing from this game was uh, Cam Guthrie's first quarter. Mm. Tell you what, he was playing with a different football. He had about five instances where he picked the ball up one-handed in the torrential rain. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, he's looking good this year, Guthrie. So, look, a lot of good things. One really bad thing because, boys, it's been about eight rounds, so it's about time that Tom Hawkins got suspended <laughs> for being an absolute fucking idiot. So, Tom, we've actually... So he's copped a week for a soft elbow, which he just shouldn't have done. Uh it fucking kills me because he does these soft little things and he gets a week and, you know, Bontempelli breaks someone's larynx and he gets to play. Um, kills me. Tommy, you f- fucking big... Fuck you! Anyway, so, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm fucking angry at him. Tom. And I'm angry at the match review. He had kicked three goals in the pouring rain. That's yeah. as good as six on a good day. Yeah, so Tom, we got two emails about Tom Hawkins, actually. Uh, so this one's from Chris. Is it about him taking his pants off at the end of the game? Uh, giving them to some kids? One of them is. And yeah, it, look, interesting choice. That sounds choice. really bad. It does, doesn't it? But it's not as bad as that. The other, there were a lot of pants coming off. So Dangerfield got tackled three times in a row where Michael Walters dacked him twice. Mm, cheeky. Um, <laughs> Duncan got dacked. It was it was happening. It was all going in there. It was wet and wild. It was, oh, it was off, off <laughs> it chops. Was, it sounds like Freo were just really horny. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't horny for goals, though, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, they, they couldn't kick him. Um, do you know who's having a really good year, just before we get to this email, is Harry Taylor. He's 900 years old, can barely run, but all that milk, it's super-powered him. He's having an awesome couple of weeks. Yeah. You know what Harry Taylor reminds me of? He's He's been old forever, right? It's kind of like Maggie Smith. Mm. Do you remember watching Hook when you were a kid? <laughs> Hook's yeah. like made in the 90s, and she's like 100 years old in that, and yeah. she's still going. Yeah. He's always been an old man. Mm. Yeah, it's good. His first year was 2008. Fuck. Like, <laughs> I was still in high school. You know. Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, right. Mm. So this email is from Chris. Subject, Tom Hawkins is a fuckwit. <laughs> the email just says, right, question mark, regards a Richmond supporter who came hard when Hawkins got rubbed out for the prelim last oh. year. P.S. Fuck you. Learn your fucking lesson, 
you big dumb shit. You're a senior fucking player and you're single-handedly responsible for slamming the premiership window shut. Yep, we would have beat Richmond had Hawkins have played that game. Hand on heart. Kindest regards. We're fucking six goals up. Kindest regards, Chris. <sighs> yeah, look, he's got to stop doing it. He's got to stop. He had a really good game. He's been so important for us this year. Like, he's not kicking as many goals, but he's leading the club for goal assists. It's um, it's killing me. It's killing me. So, the next email about uh, Hawkins is subject, Geelong goes sans pants. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dear footy fanatics, if Saad the professional is allowed to wear a tie on the pitch, can we get a pair of suspenders for danger? His calves may be so small they hold up his socks, but his cheeks did nothing to stop him getting pantsed repeatedly tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't believe it. Tomahawks just whipped off his shorts to reward a loyal fan for braving the rain, and I'm left wondering if this is a sign from the football gods that Geelong is sans pants. Congratulations on the Roast Trinity Boys and bring on the Festival of Footy. Much love, Perko. So, Tom, maybe it's a sign. They listen to the show. Sans Pants Radio. They Tom do. Hawkins, he's got a week Tom, off so he can uh, call in. Tom, I know you listen to the show because that's why you took your pants off. Don't fucking do this <laughs> shit again. All right? I've had it up to here. Fuck. I'm surprised he got away killing yeah. me. Actually, no, I'm not. I mean, I am too. Yeah, but as, so, as soon as he did so it. Fine. Oh, if Martin, Fife, Pendlebury, if Tom Lynch, Jack Rewell, anyone else did this, it would have been fine. It, it honestly, in the footage, he's swung the elbow back, but it looks like it hits him in the collarbone and then Luke Ryan grabs his neck. Yeah. Mm. But it doesn't look like it gets anywhere near his neck. It looks like it hits him here. That's so, so weird because that- He's fucking dumb. Almost sounds like it's got shades of something that I went hard at a Geelong player for doing in the finals last year. Hmm. Getting hit in the shoulder and then holding their neck. Hmm. Nah, Hawley oh. punched him in the throat, doucher. <laughs> well, Hawley didn't get a week. Nah, he didn't deserve it. You don't get a week for uh, causing fucking the worst acting performance of the season. Steady on, mate. You, you, I know where you live. It's very close to me and there's construction happening near me, so I might fucking bury you under some concrete if you're not careful, nah, that's buddy. good. Bring it on. He doesn't have the skills. He doesn't have the skills to do that, no, Joel. He, You're going to be safe. I'm absolutely safe. Tom will fucking try and step foot in the construction yard. They'll yell at him for not wearing a hard hat. He'll apologize and leave and forget why he was even there in the first place. Then I'll hit him with a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that's so accurate. It hurts. Boys, the festival of footy is finally upon us to the point where there is actually a game the night that this episode comes out. So yes. we're irrelevant immediately, and that's exciting. Uh, so just a heads up, our recording schedule and release schedule is not going to line up with the rounds of football anymore. We're sorry, we're going to try our best, but we we record on Mondays, so it'll be Monday to Monday, and then any game that happens outside of that will be covered the next week. So for instance, round nine starts on a Wednesday and finishes on a Sunday, so that's fine, but then round 10 starts on a Monday. So you're not going to hear that Monday game in our review and you won't hear the Tuesday game either. But then the next week you'll get those. It's all happening. Cool. All right. Right. Profit so, calls. Let's go. Round nine of uh, AKA week one of the Festival of Footy. We have Western Bulldogs take on Richmond Wednesday night. And that's probably the hardest tip of the year so far. Ooh. 
dogs. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a few there's a few Richmond players back too. Richmond. Well, hey, I just got a notification saying that the teams are in, so let's find out. Oh, Cochin's back. Oof. Cochin, Sydney Stack, Jack Ross, and Markov, and uh, McLean and Lloyd are back for the Bulldogs. Bloody hell, it makes it harder to tip. That does. <laughs> I know who I'm tipping because this is who I want to win, and that's the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. If the Dogs win, this is probably a sign that they're serious about the top eight this year. I think they are anyway. Oh, I think I'm going to tip Richmond. Or not? Nah, fuck it, Dogs. Yes, get around the bond. Oh boy. Thursday we have Melbourne take on Port Adelaide. Melbourne, Port, Port. Uh, tipping Melbourne, brave. Well, he's not foolish. Todd Marshall, their other key forward, is out for six weeks. Melbourne will win this game. I tell you right now. And I know what I'm talking about because I tipped Adelaide to beat Essendon. <laughs> How'd that go for you? By son? accident. How was your fucking I huge slide down the I tipping still, ladder? Yeah. I still can't believe that it happened. It was an accident. Mate, I've leaped, I've leaped you by about 10 to 12 spaces. Yeah, mate. You're one ahead of me and I've got you on margin, so I'm c- fucking coming for you. And Melbourne's <laughs> going to get me back in. Or it's going to kill me. Can't wait. <laughs> then we have Carlton take on Hawthorne. Carlton. Carlton. I'm going the Blues. Yeah, good. Fuck off, Clarko. I wonder who's going to complain about this week. Hope it's me. Papley. There's <laughs> <laughs> a boy called Sean Carney. He lives in Melbourne and does a podcast. I fucking hate him. <laughs> yeah, when, when we were making our uh, match plan for the game, uh, I heard this podcast, How Good's Footy, and it just threw me <laughs> off. Uh, they just need to lift and calm down with the death threats. Um... <laughs> Then, Tom, we have Essendon take on Brisbane. Friday night. Boys. Woo! Juicy. I'm tipping Essendon. Big game. I'm tipping Brisbane. <laughs> this game is now insane. Ooh. This game is insane to pick because Essendon no, are no. missing so many players, and now I've just learned that Brisbane are missing a heap. Who? But <laughs> you're Ruckman. Um, no, he played – mate, Archie Smith came in on the weekend, right, and he played 43% of the game time. He played less game time than Daniel Rich, who went off injured at the end of the second quarter. Okay. Archie's, not well, a, case, Archie's not a big loss. The big O is going to have a big game. He played He's going to have a big game. And also, the Bombers don't have Charles Cameron. So um, No, but we've got Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. It's big. Oh, I'm, yeah. Fuck. I'm concerned, but I, I think Brisbane will sneak over the line by five goals. Boys, boys, no, no, no. This is what's going to happen. Rain is going to win the car this week. <laughs> that was nearly my He's got a taste for it. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, douche. I'm going Brisbane. Tom. Good boy. Do you remember what happened last time Brisbane played Essendon? Fuck, you smashed him, didn't you? Tip a kick seven. Tom, I'll remind you that that day we lost, we got smashed. The following week, we got smashed by Collingwood. And then we turned it on and finished second on the ladder. So a lot's changed. Mm, Collingwood used to be good last year. So what you're year. saying is you'll, you'll get smashed and then finish second on the ladder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whichever, whoever, like, either way we win. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Brisbane. <laughs> All right, North Melbourne take on Adelaide. North Melbourne. What? Yeah, North, surely. But then also, uh, actually, no, because yeah, Adelaide now have injuries on top of their already shit run. 
One of the crouches is out. Who's going to captain them? Dode's fucked. Dude, whatever the fuck his name is. Adelaide cunt. That's his name now. Yeah, yeah North. I, I don't know. Adelaide will probably win a game this year, but I just don't know who it'll be against. They will. Yeah. Yeah, they will. I think it'll be in the following week when they play Hawthorne. Oof. Fuck. Clarker is going to have... He's going to go after Tex, I reckon. Good. He'll go after Dusha and then me. He'll, he'll <laughs> go after each How Good's footy host individually. That'll really throw the media off how shit Hawthorne are. They'll be so distracted and flustered. <laughs> They'll be like, who the fuck are these clowns? This is the worst podcast I've ever heard. <laughs> and then Gil... They'll ask Gil and he'll shit himself because he knows who we are. Yeah. Yeah, he listens every week. He's like, oh, no, um, don't listen to that podcast. They didn't come up with the Festival of Footy. I did that all on my own. <laughs> then we have St. Kilda take on Sydney. St. Kilda. St. Kilda. St. Kilda. West Coast take on Geelong. West Coast. Hey, Tom, how are you going to stop a train called JJ? I mean, he won't kick seven on us. How are you going to stop another train called Tim Kelly? Well, I will say this. Tim Kelly won't be as dominant against us because there's no way our midfield let him get any fucking space. But the downside is, yeah, they've still Gaff and Shuey and Redden. And the, the one thing I'm worried about is we don't have our first choice Ruckman and we're coming up against Nick Nat. Mm. Although, Elliot Yo not playing. Well, no, he's appealing. That's bullshit. Do you, could, did I tell you why Brisbane aren't appealing Daniel McStay? Because they can't afford it. Whereas West Coast, lots of money. They shouldn't appeal that one. I watched the Yo one. It clearly hits him in the face. So what are you going to do? Mm. <laughs> now look, I'm I'm back in Geelong because um, I believe in our defence. My question is going to be with no Hawkins and no Ruck. How are we? What are we going to do? We the breaking news. I just got as the AFL app is open on my phone. Free to play. Star Eagle succeeds with Tribunal appeal. Tribunal. How did you get kidding? out of that? <laughs> They already Are graded it as like graded it as Hawkins. Low okay, Hawkins seeing that should absolutely fucking appeal his ban. It's too late. A hundred percent. Yeah. So oh, the man. tribunal. How did he get off? getting that? off for the for the fucking fuck me. I don't know, oh, but uh, yeah, he'll be seeing you next week or this weekend, Tom. Bloody bastards! That's filth. Hawkins, they Geelong should appeal because Yo's is the same thing. It's an intentional low impact high. That's one no, week. Tom, Yo, so if Hawkins appeals, Yo's is way worse. Yo's actually looking at the person that he punches. Hawkins just does like a yeah. reflexive, like, you know, moving his arm back. Very bad. Oh. Very poor. Hate you, Elliot Yo, you fucking TC. That is. I I'm I am I am furious and I want to beat him by a hundred fucking points now. Uh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm tipping <laughs> I'm tipping Eagles. <laughs> Tom, good luck. Oh, I think, actually, speaking of suspensions, I think Shield's back this week. He is. Yeah, that's juicy. He'll be charged mm. up. Mm. McStay clearly uh, took some advice from him on just just getting it done with a late a fucking hip and shoulder and then sit on the bench for two weeks. Yeah, good. <sighs> Fuck the tribunal. Anyway, Gold Coast take on Giants. Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Giants. Gold Coast don't have a Toby Green, unfortunately. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I got an Isaac Rankine. Yeah, but Rankine is not a Toby Green. Tom, is it just? Isn't it just? No, he's Rankin? a better bloke. Yes, he loves saying Rankine. Is though. it? Well, why do you always say Rankine? Yeah, I do, don't I? Hey, you fucking Cahill. <laughs> 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 you can hunt. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, last game <laughs> of the round is Frio take on Collingwood. Collingwood. Yep, Collingwood. It just side bottoms back. Yeah, and they're not going to want to lose to Fremantle after getting absolute pantsed like Dangerfield was. And you hate to see it, but unfortunately, that is just the way it goes. Yep. Premiership favourites. <laughs> not anymore, but yeah. They will be when they win the next few easy games. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, Dusha. Tom. Have we got any more emails? Hey, clever, because I've read out a heap in this episode already. Oh, I'm paying attention. Glad to have you on board. Right, so... Uh, we got an email from Aaron, and it's in regards to footy tips. Ooh. Hi, footy professors, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Tom! All right, Aaron. I'm one win away from getting my first ever bonus point in tipping. Don't fuck this for me. Cheers, Aaron. <laughs> um, so that is... It. Did he get the tip? Tom, we'll get to that in a second. P.S. I still don't know if I... Oh. Still don't know if I hate Collingwood or if Eddie is the reason I hate them, but I'll keep fighting the good fight in the war on Collingwood anyway. Thank you, Aaron. Follow-up email. Subject. Thanks, Tom. From Aaron. You and Geelong didn't fuck me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Glad to help you out, Aaron. Uh, so, you, you enjoy that extra bonus point. He got the point bonus point. Now. He, uh, he got nine wins. He's just he's loving life. Now, we put a call out for contributions on the war on Collingwood, and Joe has replied, uh, after a one-week ban, she's made up for it by sending not one but two emails this week. We've read one. Here's the second one. Contributions to the war on Collingwood. Lads, as a Saints supporter, you can understand my deep, my deep hate for the Pies. In an unfortunate twist, one of my good mates at work is a Pies fan. He brings up the grand final at least once a week. Oh. Moved by past- That's <laughs> Moved by Pastor Pete's efforts, I too have decided to engage in some workplace action. We've been pulling the exact same merch and membership gag on another co-worker who hates the Cronella Sharks for the last four years, so I am experienced in this kind of warfare. I have hidden nine pictures of Nick Nat around my co-worker's workstation, (laughs) 
and I told him there are 12. He's been searching for a day and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, that is so good. That is so good. That's that, that's that, that classic pig joke where you let three pigs loose in a building labeled one, two, four. Yeah. That's good. It's now the classic Nick Nat joke. Josie. Oh, that is so good. It should be Dom Sheed. Oh, I reckon there's for maximum a maximum impact. <laughs> I... Nah, it was for this game, right? Where Nick Nat absolutely smashed them. Dom Sheed forever. Surely the co-worker turns around and then in the back of this door is just a giant poster of Dom Sheed. <laughs> anyway, Josie signs off with, I'm not sure what the next step should be. I'm thinking of seeing if Josh Kennedy is on Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is good. Fuck the pies. Now, see if you can get Dom Sheed. Oh. See if you can get Dom Sheed on Cameo, because that would be so much better. And get it to be like, he rode that kick home. He loved that goal. He thinks you're his favorite player. That's the way to go. Oh. Fuck the pies. Bring on the war, Josie. And Tom, if people want to email us. Yeah, if people want to keep sharing their stories of the uh, little wins they're having against Collingwood supporters, um, you can send them to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Orchid Trade. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. And I'm at Juice13. Oh, and sorry, boys, just one last quick email that I almost forgot about for the fourth week in a row. We got an email from Connor uh, a couple of weeks ago. He sent us a really long-winded email about his tipping strategy uh, I missed it innocently when we were recording the episode, but then he sent two follow-up emails saying, read this email, you coward, and then read this email, you absolute cowards. And I'm just here to say, Connor, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Fuck you. <laughs> Where's your brother? I haven't seen him in the tips. Is he dead? <laughs> up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 